Welcome everyone to week four of the official UE podcast for game one, two, one. I'm your host, Terry, and joining me as ever is my co-host, Mr. Daryl Saunders. How's it going, sir? Good. No one says my full name other than police or teachers. Latvian <laughs> <laughs> hawkers. Or the court. They don't know my full name. <laughs> <laughs> D-lip. <laughs> <laughs> And actually, okay, uh, we'll, we'll get to that story at the end. That reminded me of... Oh, yeah. dear. Okay. Okay, we'll get to that. And uh, also joining us this week is none other than Manchester City manager, Amir. How's it going, mate? Whoop, whoop. How's it going? You okay? All good, mate. All good. And uh, finishing off the uh, panel for tonight is none other than Exeter's very own Ed the Duck, Mr. Carlos Windsor. How's it going, mate? I'm good, guys. Thank you very much. It's rather wet in the pond. <laughs> uh, at least you're not buzzing this time true good stuff good stuff so how are we all doing we all good i i live in the dream yeah had a good week so far daryl uh yeah irl yeah 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 been all right busy but you know normal normal stuff but yeah pretty good 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 all right well i suppose we better just jump straight into it we i mean how did we get on this week let's we'll start with daryl uh, I drew one all, and I know exactly what is going on. I'm tinkering too much. I'm I'm playing a way that I don't, you know, and I need to stop doing it. Um, but I'll take the point because, like, I'm struggling against real defensive teams. Um, mm-hmm. I am, like, and most of my league is real fucking defensive, like, real hard to break down. Like, they're all playing that way. But uh, I think I've figured it out now. Like, I'm... I'm I'm annoyed to have drew. I mean, he's left and right forward are just better, but I've improved the team defensively a bit this week. So, um, yeah, but I know what I'm doing. I'm tinkering. I'm trying to play the game in a way that doesn't suit me, you know, and I'm not, I'm not that type of player and uh, it's, it's highlighted, but uh, I'm not particularly worried. We're a good team, but yeah, I need to, uh, it's on me. Like I know what I'm doing, you know, I'm, I'm overthinking it and I need to stop doing that. But I will, take, I will take the point because, like, Freiburg, they're really tough to break down. He sets up hardcore, you know? Like, there's buses and then there's Freiburg. But <laughs> it, it, it works for him, and it, I'm not knocking it because it works for him and his team plays really, really well. His left forward is a fucking animal, you know? So when they do get chances, they they take them. So I'm not knocking it. It's just I'm, I'm, I don't know how to, how to play against it, but... Um, I'm just going to go back to what I do in it and sort it out. Yeah. Stop tinkering. Yeah, I'm not Ranieri. I am. Yeah. It's <laughs> probably, probably what costs me every season. Yeah, yeah. But I haven't, I haven't got the squad to be able to do that. So, you know, like I haven't set myself mm-hmm. up to be that type of manager because I've never been that type of manager. Never will be. It's just not how I want to play the game. Um, and I'm trying yeah, to do it and it's, and it doesn't work, you know? Fair play. Fair play. And uh, Carlos, yourself? Uh, got a 1-1 draw with Exeter against Tottenham this week. Um, I was probably no, no no way the favourites in that game, but I just seemed to hit the tactics right this week after not fucking up like I did last week. Uh, very even game. Um, I could have I could have won it, hit the bar a couple of times. Um, but it was one of those stalemates where I didn't really want to lose it because otherwise... Losing your second game or third game of the season, you're looking back and you're looking back already. And I've heard Daryl say a few times that he thinks I'll be right down in the relegation slots. But yeah, 
When have I ever said that? Outrageous. <laughs> Outrageous <Most> comment. <laughs> no, it was, no it was, to be honest with you, it was one of those sort of games where um, I was setting up for a point. A win would have been lovely. But... Yeah. And everyone obviously knows that you're uh, predominantly the Exeter manager you have been for a long time, but you've recently took over Getafe. Uh, yeah, how did you get so, on this week with them? I uh, took over from Joey. Um, he messaged me Tuesday morning, about half past ten, saying good luck. And when the turns dropped, I picked up a 2-0 win in the league, which was amazing, and then drew 1-1 in the Champions League. So it's not too bad a start with them. Um, yeah. I haven't made any two... <laughs> I've made a few changes, but nothing major. It's just a bit of depth and just a bit of cover. But yeah. overall, yeah, pretty happy with that for the first turn. Um, yeah, turn, and then, turn it around. Losing and, then start we've got, and then we've got this week, we've got our old friend Rolf. At Levante, <laughs> yeah, old Ed Ross. And then we've got old um, part of Weaselgate for you, Terry. We've got old um, Mickey Singh in the um, Champions League. Oh, God. <laughs> so, yeah, oh, love a, tough, it. Love a tough week, another tough week. Um, there's no easy weeks in this, but I think no. The league, I should be able to pick up something against Ralph. We'll see what happens, but um. <laughs> yeah, I'm, sure, I'm sure you'll be in hiding this week. <laughs> Marching through Europe. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll just jump with mine and then we'll go uh, to our, our other guest on on his results, um, just because we're still in the Southern Prem. Um, I had a 2-1 win against Payok. I, I think... I, I think David David Mark could feel a little bit hard done by. We, we snuck a, a very, very late winner there. It was a close game. He he's definitely for me. I think you know he shows he hundred percent deserves to be where he is. Yeah, he had a great season coming up. Um, just hasn't had the rub of the green yet. I think the the big big change is obviously Camacho. He's he said to me, "Am I going to mention twenty? Yeah, spend the twenty points on him? Yes, I will. Um, yeah, brilliant, brilliant decision to do that. Camacho got a brace, man of the match, ninety six percent. Can't ask for more, really. That's exactly what I wanted. Uh, Champions League. Um, do you know what? I take it. I, I really hoped to beat Chelsea this week, but uh, we had a met, we had a centre back sent off in the, on the twenty fifth minute, uh, and usually that means, you know, in any game I've I've seen most people when they've lost a centre back, um, they get beat, and yeah, you know, to hold on to a one all draw, and yeah, you know, we still had more shots on target, more shots off target, and stuff like that, and the possession was close. I'm quite happy with that. I am really quite happy with that. So, yeah, all in all, not a bad week. And uh, let's uh, go over to our man in Manchester. Amir, how did you get on, mate? Uh, really good week, to be fair. It's one of them weeks where I thought, you know, it could go tips up very easily. They're two very mm-hmm. tough games. Um, in the league, I beat Villa 3-2. Bit of a statement win that. Because uh, I beat Villa in the game. Well, in one two one, yet they were my bogey team, and I've had a bit of banter with Wes this season. He, he's really going for it this season. He was saying, um, so it was, it was nice to get a three two win there. And uh, the Champions League, um, really, really convincing away win against uh, Bayern Munich, two uh, one. If he scored in the last minute, like a consolation, uh, just tactic. Ta- Really, really buzzing with the tactics that they, they worked against him, and yeah, there you go, Mikey from the twat with love, sweet cheeks. Mwah! <laughs> Kiss my ass. There you go. <laughs> You're a lovely soul. 
<laughs> and just just to touch touch on your league there, I mean, uh, yeah, and just for Daryl's pleasure, just to mention oh, that Hibs are still unbeaten in second spot. Yeah, but the little bitch has scored five goals. Like he's playing like a <laughs> fucking turd, isn't he? He's just playing like a little shit house. That's all he's doing. I looked, and I'm like, everyone around him, look, ten goals, ten goals, eight goals. In him, five. Being a bitch, isn't it? Little one nil wins. Little one nil wins everywhere. It's just he's playing Don't like worry. Jay. Jay has told Jay, uh, Callum how to fucking play in the Premier League. Five <laughs> and obviously, Ben with West Ham, Jesse Corsi is uh, topping the league at the moment there. Done quite well for just taking over, uh, Jesse taking over West Ham. He's done really, really well there, Amir. Yeah, he's, um, you know, no doubt really, to be honest with you. He did a superb job. Well, he's doing a superb job with Anderlecht brought them from bottom to top and you know, I was in no doubt that he'd, he'd slide in nicely with West Ham. I think uh, Webster left a, a good a good solid side. Um, just needed I think a few a bit of a you know a few tweaks tactically. I was speaking to Webster during the week, he's absolutely devastated he gave up West Ham. Um but um but yeah Jesse's you know really you know t- took uh, took over and he's he's doing a sound job. Um we'll see we'll see you may be seeing whether He's got his, you know, he can he can sustain what he's doing right now because I think we had this this time last season we had Ben Player up at the top and it was it was always you know it, it's it's one thing to have a good start but it's another thing to to be there in about fifteen sixteen games time so so we'll see um, I think I have two points off so just nicely poised there behind you yeah. know, out out of the limelight. Yeah, you got uh, GGA, you got a couple of teams around you. Obviously, you know, Brighton uh, under Nathan Callow, and just above you, newly promoted uh, Luke's Norwich. Uh, do you see? Do you see the, these teams with you, like with Hibs and West Ham? Do you see see, see them sticking around in the top five? Uh, watch. They've all Any got really good teams. It is a lot more even now in terms of teams, but you know, it's all about tactics. I think. I think Nathan's mm-hmm. a very good tactician. I think Callum's got, you know, good tactics. Jesse would have got himself to the top of the, 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 the Western without, you know, having a bit of nouse. And I think Luke's doing well. Um, but I think, I think it, it just, we'll just have to see. I mean, they're going to, it's only, you know, we're, we're four games in, you know, they, they're going to have some tough away games. I don't think I've played West Ham, Hibs or Norwich yet. Um, so, you know, it, it'd be interesting. I think Norwich is coming up in a couple of games, same with Hibs. So, We'll see in a few weeks, but it's always like probably when you get to like between the 18th and the, the 22nd, you know, 22 and 22 is when you start seeing people make the moves. Right now, it's just everyone's put the feelers out. I think United have started poorly, Villa started poorly, Leicester, you know, Leicester this turn, you know, they had an absolute nightmare, didn't they? You know, hmm. uh, it wasn't so much Norwich playing well. I think it was more, I think, I think he made a mistake, Steve, to be honest he with did. you. Yeah, he did. So he's got it. So, so we'll see. Yeah, <coughs> it's a tough league, really tough league. It is. It is. And uh, I think, yeah, we'll just do a quick uh, whip round, um, Daryl, of the second divisions. We did uh, the Premier League sides in the regions last week. Uh, we'll do the second divisions now, uh, starting with the UK Prem. Um, Andy Gibson topping with a hundred percent record. I, I'm like I was hesitant to even mention that because you know we we've normally fucking cursed everyone, Daryl, whenever we've sort of said yeah, how we do, well someone's we? doing. We're, we're like so let's, the let's really hope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, <laughs> how, how do you see that panning out there? I mean, yeah, you got Johnny Bass coming back with Arsenal there. Um, you still and, got the likes of Fifey and Gary Wright, sort of. You know, not, only I'm lost not, one game. 
I'm not surprised that uh, Andy's got Brentford up there. Brentford have always been sort of in the conversation. Mm-hmm. It feels like since it started. Um, so I'm not surprised. I think that team is starting to come good. He's got a great team there, but it's definitely what Bar's doing at Arsenal, isn't it? Like all of a sudden, they're starting to look the business, scoring for fun a little bit. Twelve goals in four games, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and beating Crusaders this week at Crusaders is is no easy feat. Do you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, he'll be quite yeah. confident. But I'm not surprised that Brentford are in amongst it. I'm a little bit surprised to see how well Palace are doing. They seem to have always been sort of around mid-table, not really doing much. But maybe he's found the winning thing. I'm quite surprised with like the Arsenal-Palace thing. But, you know, Chelsea, Dundee, Crusaders, three very good teams there. Um mm. And then the rest is a bit of much of a muchness in it. But uh, Sheffield United not doing very well either is quite surprising. I thought Reese had really figured that out there, but he'll be disappointed with that start. So it's a little bit surprising, some of it, but I'm not sure yeah, Brentford. Brentford doesn't surprise me, but maybe the rest, you know, to see Southampton so far up the table, he must be getting nosebleeds every week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bless him. Poor the, I think that's the highest he's been since it started, isn't it? So... Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah. But uh, look at bit... Celtic. I have three draws from Celtic. Hey, yeah, they've actually got more points. Than I think they did last season. The entire season, so... I think. But yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, it's been looking at the league. Other than Brentford, the rest is a little bit of a surprise. I'm not going to lie. I'm a, I'm a bit surprised with Rangers. To be honest, I think Stephen will be gone. I was, was going to ask you about behind, that. Behind, yeah, yeah, he's behind. He's behind Wayne. Celtic and Maxi, and I'm sure he'd be absolutely gutted by that. And the other surprise is the fact that Wolves are already on one point. I thought that'd be probably about the 18th to 20th term before they hit one point. So yeah, he's doing well <laughs> there, Joe. Like, I know we, we've had conversations with Rangers have always been like, okay, he's never been up the table, but always been really tough to beat. Like, we've yeah, had yeah. It on when the yeah. managers were on here, like the teams that you'd want to face down the bottom, no one would have wanted to face Rangers. They're not easy. He's got, yeah. you know, he's he's got a good setup there. So yeah, I think him and Reese will be really disappointed with where they are he, in the league. Right yeah. Rangers seem to struggle. I'm sure we sort of talk, spoke about this on previous podcast hour where you have patches where he struggled, but then he'd have like good runs. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm pretty sure. So oh. yeah, I mean, maybe turn, maybe turn it around. I mean, Maxi, I mean, that's a bit of a surprise. Carlos, wouldn't you say? Uh, yeah, only two points so far. He's got to be... It feels like he's been there forever. He's, I, he's got to be pushing on. I have, Going back to like the top, I think the reason you've got the likes of Gibber up there and John is because they've kept their team so consistent over the course of the last season and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got the likes of Fifey, who's got probably one of the better teams in there in that division. The reason he's so far down is he just changes every week. Um, okay. The likes of Maxi, yeah, he went through that phase last season where he changed everything. I still don't think he's got the grips of how his team should be playing. And as much as we joke about it, he potentially is in a massive relegation battle. Um, yeah. Like Daryl said, there's a there's a gap in that league and he's dragged himself down there. Um, especially likes of Rangers down there as well. Um, and I know, like, with missile with Southampton, all it takes for him to win three or four games and pulls himself away from that lot. Um, <laughs> but we joke about it. Three but... or four games. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he's done that the whole game, but but you know what I mean. If, if like like Fally used to say, all it takes is to win two games and your season yeah. changes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, like no, I mean, they're, they're five points off third. Two wins, 
Do you know what I mean? And you're, you're in amongst them. Mm-hmm. And I think that yeah. it's, it's like that in almost any game, you know? Like, you know, Tottenham and Exeter on four, they're only five points off third. You know, two wins and it all changes, you know, in any league. So I, I, I think uh, Brentford, Chelsea, Dundee to go up. And I think possibly uh, Everton, Celtic, Wolves to go down. I'm sorry, Maxi, Ooh. but... Just look at your tactics against Rangers. You really need to sort it out, mate. What would you say about Chelsea, mate? Then would you reckon they will come back, just come straight back up? I think I think he's got I think he's got a too good team to score. He's got a good team. I think he's, yeah, he's having a tactical he's a nightmare, team. but but he's uh, he's got he's got an excellent team, and I think I think in that in that league he's got he's got probably eight or nine beatable. If it's whoever beats the the, the poor teams. Over, you know, over two games, the most consistently. I think Brentford will piss it. I think Chelsea will be up there, and Dundee will be up there. I just think I think Jonathan's a bit too inconsistent. Same as Mark. I think I think they may drop below, uh, but you never know. Um, but I think I think out of them five, really, I just can't see. I mean, possibly Crusaders, but everyone below there is. I think I think it's a fight for relegation below them. Oh yeah, I agree. Edinburgh down. You could literally yeah. put, you you wouldn't be shocked of any of them being. In I'm that sh- I'm surprised at Rangers to be honest with you yeah. because yeah, normally St- Steven sets his team out very tight. I think well, he's had a nightmare start there, so I think he might. I, I don't know whether he's fed up with it after getting relegated from the Premier League and he's sort of lost interest. Maybe that could be a factor. Which is shame um, because, like as I say, we we've mentioned many times, like Rangers is have always been a tough team. We've always heard it. Any Premiership manager that's come on here doesn't yeah. agree with Rangers' position that they were in, you know? Like, they're better than yeah, the league yeah. table had, but maybe it's just that little tweak of tactic. But, yeah, maybe it's I a little think, bit of fed up. Yeah, I think, he got, I think he needs to go back to his bread and butter, going five at the back and, you know, just making himself hard to beat again. And and then he, he, he'll, he'll, he'll fly back up that league. Mm. I mean, look at that, you know. Uh, he's, he's, it's like three points between, what, fifth and, and, and second bottom. So... Yeah. Anything can, anything yeah, it's, can it's still so early. Yeah, still so early in the season, isn't it? Yeah, like we're saying, like a good, a good couple of runs, and you know, and you're good. Yeah. Um, but let's head head back to you, Daryl, because obviously we're now go we'll go to the West Second Division, and that's your league, obviously. Um, I mean, Steve's having an absolute blinder. He he came off the back of last season with a, a terrific run. And he's just carried it on again this season. Yeah, mm. yeah seems like seems uh, like the man to beat. Yeah, Steve got, Mason McCall got his team set up perfect. And like exactly how he wants to play, he's got the players for it. Got a fucking beast of a striker, um, mm, Tillman, and like he sets up in a way where it's really tough to sort of figure out a way to beat him. And because there's like he's in such momentum, like he's got such belief, I don't think he's he's going into any games with any fear. And same with Ghent. Ghent have just got them themselves yeah, together. Yeah, so, having a great season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, so yeah, it's it's not surprising. Steve's team's really, really good. Like I, I can't knock it. You know, um, he deserves that. the league table is is on form at a minute um, from how people have been. As I say, I've I've tried. You know, I think Carlos just said when you try and play it, go back to your bread and butter. And Amir just said it. Like I'm, I haven't I haven't done that. I've tried to change every game. I've tried to I, I've overthought it, and I'm just not that type of manager. You know, so. Um, yeah, it's tough league though because like they're so fucking defensive. Like, my god, <laughs> it's just madness. It's it's the worst I've seen. But um, figure out a way in it. Just got to figure it out. Yeah, uh, what do you? Well, I mean, 
who do you guys think will be in this? I mean, obviously we've got Cole looking great. Chippy's Genta looking great. Uh, ben Uron's uh, Mets are looking looking really good. But I, yeah, he's still got the like of Mainz, uh, Salzburg I, under Danny Lennon. I don't see the top three changing, to be honest with you. Hmm. Maybe, Hammond? maybe people will push him. No, because again, he's not he's not handling defensive teams very well either. And we've had that conversation, me and him. Like he scouted a few, I've scouted a few, and when we've spoken, it's just that you. I don't think I can stress enough with how much of park the bus and play shit house that league is. And Dave's not handling it very well either. But so I don't, I don't see the top three changing very. Okay, okay, and um, let's go, Carlos. I mean, like yeah, if you look at the bottom three here, all three of them on zero points here: Monaco, AZ, and. Marseille is. Do, do you see that sort of staying? Do you, do you think those two, those those sides are just already too much of a poor start? Or um, my mate is AZ, so Nick is one of my mates, um, mm-hmm. and he's just had a really shit UE start. Friend. UE friend, oh, my UE friend, oh, yeah, he um, <laughs> he's just had, he's just had a real shit start. Um, he got relegated last season. He just said like he lost the the tactical side of it all last season. Mm-hmm. Um. He's tried to bring in too many players at once. Again, like Daryl said, when you start to change things up, you do notice the yeah. downfall footfall and all. But he's Very hopefully true. sending his turn off early this week, got his head back in the game. Um, but he he will probably struggle because it's a, such a tough division there. You look, we got PSG on five points above the relegation spots there, and obviously early days. But it's a tough league. That's a tough league. Well, that's that's actually someone I was going to go to you, um, Amir. I mean, PSG there, mm. yeah, hovering sort of uh, mid-table, not looking too great. Do do we ever see them go back up to the prem? <laughs> it, it just shows, though. It, it, I mean, everyone, everyone's you know, well, it's not everyone, but a lot of a lot of people I see the forums are quick to say, or all the podcasts are, are quick to say how easy it is to manage a big team and. That just shows itself. If you don't, you know, if you, if you don't, if you don't watch out, you can easily get relegated. You know, if you don't make the right decisions. And I know, I think the first two seasons, yeah, it was obvious that he's he's regretted quite a few decisions. You know, transfers and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And and now you look at his team, and it, it could be what he could be seen as one of the weaker teams in that league. To be honest with you, um, personally, okay. I think. I think he's 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 holding on to it. I, I think he's, he, you know, I spoke to him a couple of seasons ago and he said he was getting fed up with it. So I don't know how much he's putting into it now. Um, I've, Monaco, I'm quite shocked with 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 Gib, Gibby. I, I, I think he's yeah. I'm, I'm a bit shocked with Monaco. I thought they would sort of springboard back up. Um, Marseille, I think they've been taken up by Chris Binks. Was he? Have yeah, he's yeah. an old an old name, isn't he? Yeah. Um, so yeah, so it'll be to be seen how, how much he puts into it because you know we'll see see what happens. There. See, I don't know how long he's yeah. been managing them for. Um, but other than that, I think I think obviously Darrell, you've got a strong team. You know, you're active, you're on it. Uh, Rabes have got a strong team. I'm surprised they're down there to be honest because they had a good season last season. Yeah, I've, I've got him this week actually. Tough. Yeah, tough tough game that yeah, and. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because I look at his team and I'm thinking, <laughs> how, how are me and him the two above the, the relegation? Yeah, Not yeah, to blow yeah. my own trumpet, but I look at his team and I, it's no it's no, it's no, no better than Steve's. 
Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. to look at, like I haven't looked at it with any different fear, you know, like yeah, then playing yeah. Steve at the top and I'm, it, that's yeah. how tough it is. And then when you throw in like six of them, how they're playing tactically, like I'll, sh I'll share after this, the tactics that Freiburg played against. Okay. I mean, <laughs> okay. This, um... I mean, I mean, looking looking oh. at the top there, I just want to say, Steve, Steve's doing a great job there. Yeah, uh, scoring yeah. ten, conceding three. I mean, the, the one Perfect. thing there is Tilbert. Um, he's got up top. He's yeah, he's dynamite. Oh, he's PV, isn't it? Or it's no, disgustingly good. He like, was thirty nine. So he's just your, insane. Stat. Unless your defense is almost perfect, like in yeah. the certain positions, he will beat you. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that striker. Yeah. Like you, I, I think I spoke with you, Terry, about it. Like you yeah, look at it and you're like, I can't stop him. So you just got to try and outscore him. And that's how yeah. you go into a game because you know that <laughs> that, gonna... guy's, that guy's going to score. Do you know what I mean? Because you look at your defense and you look at him and you're like, he hasn't really got a weakness. Like I think his only weakness is six tackling. Like that's not even a fucking weakness for a striker. Do you yeah. know what I mean? No, so, no. You know, it's, really. um, yeah, it's an amazing player. Amazing. Player. Well, he said he said to me when he was in the third division at the time, or the fourth, I think. No, it was the fourth. I think it was. And he said uh, he was thinking of selling him, and I was like, "No, don't no, you be selling him, you idiot!" And put put idiot. determination on him, get GSI on him, and he will fly. And, <laughs> and he is. yeah, I mean, smash it. Because like the thing is, is yeah. even if it's not goals, most of what you read when they're attacking, he's involved. You know, like yeah. he's, he's he's always his name's always mentioned. And that just That's makes it. everything else better. And the thing is, is Sorloff at Ghent is doing the same thing. Sorloff is just as good for Ghent, you know? So, yeah, Chip, Chip, that's why yeah. Up there. yeah. No. And uh, in, the, in the Southern, I'll go back to you, Daryl, on, on the Southern Division, uh, Division 2 now. Uh, another one we've talked about a few times, obviously Steve, Steve Watkins. Um, he's, he said quite a few times before, especially on Discord chats, like he's he struggled with the tactical side, but he builds great, great, great teams. Um, but he's getting it right this season. Yeah, and I, I think I may have just made him better. To be fair with the deal we did this week, so. Oh yeah, you done Odegaard, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, I swapped Odegaard with him. Um, no, he he seems really switched on about it this season. I think, whereas maybe some managers are getting fed up with it. I think this season has made him. He's turned the other way and gone. All right, enough of this shit. And he's really sort of focused. And I think it, it shows. Like, really aggressive trying to get deals done. You know, like with me, was really on it. You know, he knows what he's looking for. He knows what he wants. So I think I think he's gone the other way. I think it's actually switched him on more. And I think uh, it's showing because he has got a great squad. Like, it's a really good team. Indeed, indeed. And uh, Amir, I, I was, this, this could be an, an interesting one to, to sort of discuss as well is, how well the three that came down are getting on from the Prem. Uh, and it seems to be a nice mixed bag. you got Napoli who came down. They seem to be doing quite well. Ian Robinson in third place. Um, I believe Juventus, Grant Baxter, yeah. Yeah, sixth. And then Roma, third mixed from bag. bottom. Yeah. It looks like the Roma's... Jamie's possibly given up there, it looks like. That's the only story because he has got a, he's got a very, very strong team. Mm, uh, this, great. This, this league on paper, the names of the teams in this yeah. league is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Lazio, Napoli, Porto, Juventus. You'd think that was like a Champions League bloody league, wouldn't you? Like Valencia, <laughs> yeah. Roma. It's just, it's just. Oh my god, it's like a, it's like a graveyard for like super teams, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <it's exactly> that. <laughs> 
Napoli there, bloody hell. But yeah, I, I think um, Grant, I think he's, he's, yeah, he seems to be doing all right in that league. You know, I think Napoli look, you know, like Ian Robinson seems to be pulling them back into shape. And I think Steve, I think this is Steve's season. I think he's got one of the best teams in the game. Um, he, shouldn't, he shouldn't be in the second division. No, that general yeah. team should not be there. This team's ridiculous. I mean, that, yeah. that team was originally an amazing team. And then I think, didn't Richard Potter take them over and made them even better? And now Steve's got them. I mean, that's three amazing managers that have held them. Mm. Just made them stronger and stronger. But yeah, they, they'll be just... Seems like Black to is the start. I'm sure about it. Yeah, I oh, think I so. I was talking about Genoa. Sorry. Oh, it's Genoa, Genoa, yeah. Because yeah. that team's disgustingly good. Oh, Steve Oliver. Yeah, yeah, I can see. Yeah, yeah. 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 He took them over. Yeah. God yeah. help Genoa. <laughs> I played him in the um in the FA Cup this season, and it, it's, he's got a really good team, really really good team. Who had Crazy him first? Good. Who was the accountant guy that had him first? Oh, uh, Aaron. Yes. Aaron. So Aaron made them. Yeah, lovely. Like Richard Potter took over, made him even better, and now Steve Oliver's got him. Like, come on. <laughs> yeah. And that, <laughs> that was like another one of those crazy <laughs> things with how how teams build in ue it's like uh, or how they play ue it's like yeah daryl you've got your way which is mm. like you like cash you you like to bit of squad build mm. uh, i like to play with part and squad build that way that's more mine i don't mind a bit and then you've got excellent swappers and squad builders sort of like steve watkins dave fife um and then you've got guys who are great at like buying these players from the rest of the world and building squads so like yeah you've got that i would put that like roan mark roan and um and obviously aaron and that's exactly what he did with genoa i i remember him picking them up uh yeah. sort of like uh gabriel barbosa and, and and players like that right off off the bat he got quite a lot of the top players him and roan I mean, um, I mean, just to say just to say about steve devlaxio you know, i mean i am shocked he's in the second division because I, th- I think in this game, I think he's been more focused on team building, and he is one of the best team builders I know in UE. Yeah, he uh, is. Steve Watkins, and I mean, he's struggled with tactics. In one twenty, what he did, like his Liverpool team in one twenty, was ridiculous. Like it was absolutely ridiculous. But I mean, Lazio, even I think the second season, I was thinking, but the other team's not as good as Liverpool. But look at it now; it's it's unreal. Like he's got Odegaard there. He's got like who's mm. next city player, Trojan, who's next city player. Like both of these have got like untrainables, like which are which are you know unreal. You know, you know what I yeah. mean. Uh, so so yeah, I can see him flying back up uh, this season. To be fair. And uh, yeah, very, very, very much so. I, I totally agree. And uh, just to finish with, uh, with Carlos here, um, Renarda, Jesse Corsi. I mean, obviously he's been doing well with Anderlecht, promotion after promotion, and you know, doing all right with them in in, in the Prem now, in the West West Prem. Um, top, obviously, the UK Vanarama, and um, <laughs> and <yeah. laughs> sorry, mate, <laughs> and uh, and obviously, you know, you know, flying high here in Southern Division Two. I mean. He's got to be. He's got to be one of the sort of under the right best under the radar managers in the game, wouldn't you say? I think he just gets his team how he wants it. Builds. He's got an amazing eleven. Past that eleven, I don't know how much he's got past it. I'm playing Handelect in the UEFA um, <clears throat> Cup this week, mm-hmm. and he's got an amazing eleven and a bench, but he's got nothing past that. So it could come down to luck with injuries but i have noticed and i think a few people have that he puts resilience on a lot of his players so he's got that guarantee that they don't get injured Mm -hmm. um 
but yeah, look, you look at that, you think Granada, he's, I think he took those on early days, season one, and I think it was just a case of just build the side, and he's been unlucky not to get promoted the last two seasons, but again, like you said, he could be one of these managers this season who potentially wins two divisions and gets a promotion. Yeah, yeah, very much so. He could he could easily win a, quite a few bits of silverware this season. And I think he goes really under the radar against, uh, yeah. but he's like someone, you know, me and Daryl, so, you know, we banter about the whole Ben thing, but, you know, he's he's always been there and thereabouts and playing really well. So, yeah, he, I can to com- him. I can confirm he is a real person because I've bought I've yeah. got Declan Rice off of him. I know oh. he, I know his stepdad actually it was pointed out to me. So, uh... <laughs> you are his stepdad. And, uh... <laughs> yeah, probably <laughs> <laughs> He is your father. Um no. and finishing off with the the East East Division two and I wanna to go to you first, Daryl, because it's um uh, yeah, talk talk about top of the table here. It's someone you've you've mentioned many times on the podcast, and especially with the injury plagues he's had, which potentially ruined his seasons in the past. Is uh, Percy's mm. Orenberg? Oh, Percy's a great manager. Got a lot of time for Percy. Loves a bit better. Yeah. Love giving him shit, but no, he uh, he makes good teams. As I say, we took over Fiorentina, um, and while there was obviously a work in progress, and what we've inherited, it still needs a bit of work because I don't think he had him long. Um, you could see his eye for for what he was looking for to do and it doesn't shock me that he's top there um at all he's a very very good manager and i think that orenberg team he's got perfectly built and i think in that league he would probably look at that and probably be quite confident of where he is of staying there for most of the season to be fair nothing against the rest but i just think percy should do well in that league yeah yeah totally agree and it's nice to see him, yeah, sort of doing so well when he struggles so much on Warzone, bless him. Um, and injuries at Locker last year, like, oh my God. I've never heard anything yes, like that. Yes, yes. And that, that's I why I sort like of mentioned five it. Or six out at some point. Like, it can yeah, he's, he's always had injury break. problems, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah, it's really, uh, really cursed him. But it's good to see that he's doing well there. Yeah, very much so, very much so. And um, going back to you, Carlos, I mean... Anyone standing out here? I mean, yeah, that you feel that you feel could like push this top three currently. Yeah, you know, you've got Glenn Rees with his uh, Zabrize side and Tim Cox with his Leisure Warsaw side. But there's yeah, some good managers below him. You've got Luke Mathis with Kazan and uh, Ben Bagshaw of uh, Ural. Is is there anyone there you see uh, potentially? You know, putting a, putting a run together and 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 forcing forcing the issue there. Uh, Luke at Kazan because he got relegated with them. Um, I know he mm-hmm. was sort of a rebuild project last season. Ben Bagshot, you because I was in that league a couple of weeks ago with Ferran Faros. Um, got a very, very tidy team, but the top three will be the- They really will be the ones to beat the top three, I think. Yeah, you think that'll stay? Yeah. Yeah. Um, FK Ruder, possibly, if he can. Um, I've seen on the message on the forum that he sort of couldn't get his tactics quite right. So, yeah, it could be quite a close one as well. Fair play. And uh, what about the opposite end for you, Amir? Um, I mean, it, it, it seemed the bottom, the bottom three seems to be the ones that are losing pretty much every game. I think everyone else is quite tight. So many as well, aren't they? Yeah, it's quite tight. Other than that, I think, I think it looks like the bottom three are the, the, the three that are going down. To be fair, already after four games. To be yeah. 
Any surprise packages there, though, for you? Any dark horses? Uh, possibly, possibly Bagshaw. You know, he's got a couple of wins there. You know, he's only two points off third place. He could sneak in. He's he's come all the way from the fourth division. Um, remember, he took them. I think they were bottom of the fourth, weren't they, when he took them? Took them on. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got Luke there as well. I think he he's he's got all the capabilities to put a few wins together as well. Um, Jamie Sparks has he has he lost interest now with Roma? Would will he be still filling out Galatasaray if he's if he's not even interested in his in his favourite team? Uh, just have to say, yeah. Very much so. All right, well, that's that's the the roundup of that done. So I think we'll just like get to a couple of um, uh, UE sort of related things that we got asked to sort of discuss, bef- and then we'll go to the transfer roundup and some and some questions. But uh, one of the things, there's two sort of topics brought up to to, to me and to Daryl for to discuss this weekend, and, and for everyone yeah, to obviously get involved in, and it was um, about the relevance of the master tactic. Um, so uh, I think this was from Andy. He, he said he didn't mind me um, putting this forward, Andy Davidson. Uh, he asked, um, for, yeah, d- do you feel how how strong is the master tactic in compar- comparison to the other tactics? So if you really want your team to play keep possession, is the master tactic going to be keep possession because that's going to be having a bit more emphasis on it? Or do you feel it's just an extra slot? Good question. Who wants to go first? Shall I go first? Yeah, you go. Yeah, go for it. Go for it. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's a very good question. Um, you know, Andy's pose there. Um, I, I, I do, I don't, and I do. So I, I do put the favourite tactic. I do want. I do put the one which I feel I need more emphasis on as the master tactic. So. In the more in the hope that it does, but I don't know necessarily whether it does actually do anything. Now I can imagine it only it adds emphasis if you double down on a tactic, like say doubling down on play to wings or doubling down on link play or doubling down on shooter sight. I can imagine that adds emphasis to it. But um, I like to so say, for instance, I um, like say keep possession of play to wings. And I like my favourite, like the most, the biggest strength would be, say, wingers, for instance. I'd probably want to play play to wings as a master tactic. But again, that's more out of hope that the master tactic works. I don't actually, I don't actually know that. But they call it the master tactic. So, you know, why would they call it the master tactic? Why would they call it tactic three <coughs> or tactic C? That'd be probably yeah. my. Yeah, because well, uh, I, I always thought it was um, the master tactic. Like, just just my opinion of you know, it doesn't come from Ben or anything like that. It's just my opinion was that the master tactic came in. I, I felt because there was a lot of people uh, a bit miffed that if you had slow centre backs, which a lot of teams did, um, because ten speeds and nine speeds were hard to get back back in the day, um, that you was kind of drawn into playing two certain tactics every time in order to not concede a shit go a shitload like yeah. defend deep support defense which we all know um and it's sort of really limited to how you can play and it sort of takes a bit of the fun out of the game whereas adding, adding a master tactic yes you can then be a bit more expressive with it mm-hmm. but also 
you know, teams that don't have to defend deep support defense, you can be even more expressive and you can be even more adventurous and you can double down on something. So it's, yeah, it's quite an interesting one. It is. It adds an old, I mean, the master tactic alone, the third tactic adds a massive, you know, it's, it's different. It's a different game now completely. You know, it's, mm. it's that, that's why it's more tactical now. I, I feel, I mean, I mean, I've, I've used uh, both my games. I used that master tactic, to, you know, which which I feel have, have made a difference in both games against Filler. You know, I mean, like adding attack on break and play to wings is, you know, a direct, ta- you know, two direct tactics there, which I've used to, to really get at his uh, defence, which is his weakness. Uh, Bayern Munich, again, I won't go and <laughs> point out his weaknesses for other teams, but I've used the two tactics there to really penetrate his weaknesses. Um, whereas if it was previously like... Um, a two-tactic midfield, or like you, you can only pick two tactics in each area or sector, um, then you, you you wouldn't you wouldn't be able to really uh, you wouldn't be able to really you know what's the word you wouldn't be able to really you know really press on someone's weaknesses. Do you know what I mean? As as much, right. yeah. And, and you find more that you can use tactics that complement each other. So keep possession, play to wings. So you be playing it around, you know, the wings, or you know, you, you can use like a ta- you know fluid midfield with with keep possession, which works really nice with link play and play out of defense. You know, you can really build things together, like build not just like uh, within one area, but build the whole emphasis of what your team mm, wants to do mm. as well. Yeah, I mean, like some people. Um... Yeah, I'll chuck this to you, Carlos. Some people like to use it to uh, add a bit more security to a team, maybe. So, like, they might use the master tactic rather than add an emphasis or um, or playing their best tactic, the tactic that they really want to exploit. They'll try and add it, use it as a bit of security because you, you'll see people use the master tactic of like defend from front or support defense or a mm. second uh, or a third defensive option. Um, so do you, what do you feel, Carlos? Do you think all, all sort of points are viable there? You, know, you can add emphasis, you can, or, or do you feel like there's one certain way that gets the best out of it? I looked at it from different points, and I feel that the master tactic I've used mainly to push the opponent's weaknesses. Um, so if a team can't play keep possession that well, then I've used it to really push down on that or if a team's playing play out defence and they haven't got the right stats you might go mm. defend from front as your master tactics I think that, that there's your one to be able to break them down the most Yeah. Um, in previous seasons as coming up through the leagues if teams had like really bad header in I would put aerial bombardment and double down on it um, but I don't know whether there is I think that it plays a massive part but it's just trying to find out which part it plays in it um, because it says master tactic, should it be the one that your team plays the best tact- tactically wise? So if you've got all ten star um, vision midfielders, would keep possession be the best thing to play? Um, I don't know. It's sort of very grey, but I quite like it because you still got to experiment with, um, with that tactic. It also like if if you say it as well about you know obviously playing on people's weaknesses. You know, it's not just the master tactic you can use as well. It's more the the hours you put on the training pitch. So, if you read the, it's if you, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, if you read the, yeah. if you read the rule book, you'll see on training 
for like league and cup, you know, scouting. Um, you know, the more hours you put in, the more effort it puts into, like, say, weaknesses and strengths on your side as well. Yeah. How about you, Daryl? What's your thoughts? I think it's all bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just, ah. just another slot for me. I'd, 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 I'd probably use Such it. Such is life. More like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just another hole to fill. Um, I'd probably, probably use it more like Carlos does, though. I set my team up my way, and I use the master tactic as something I may have noticed in their team. It, that's how I yeah. probably approach yeah. it more than anything is I'd use that as any weakness, any glaring weakness. If not, I just, I add it into setting my team up, but yeah, I probably use it more like Carlos does. Maybe that's a lurker thing. Maybe that's, that's yeah. Maybe I, it's a lurker. I have <laughs> used, I have used it previously to like double down on something. So like, like Amir said, I've used, like he's used it to double down on something. Yeah, I've used it to double down on air bombardment, um, yeah. to wings, but I've never doubled down on it as such for like a support defense <clears throat> or a, um, defend from front i've used yeah. it more on the attacking uh, front you, you should come and play in the western division too mate you face it every week <laughs> I, 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 I feel like I, i've used everything that you guys have said though i mean like i i've i've played but I, I tend to just play my own way which is a bit different to most people's but it's how i like like we were saying daryl i like tinkering i like playing around and you know and trying to exploit different things and play different ways and try and keep people on their toes (laughs) sounds like my my love life (laughs) yeah exactly but uh, i've doubled up on stuff as well carlos i've 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 done that quite a few times um yeah i won't go into that you know people can work that out what they what they want to do but um i've I've found certain things work quite well against certain other tactics if you double up on them so i I, I sometimes do that sometimes i might be playing like a, a really strong side and i feel like well maybe i should double up on something else like you know double up on pressure play to stop a team that's really creative or something like that or mm. um but quite a lot of the time it's just a case of i i'm that sort of expressive tactically that i i need that extra slot to complement all like there's not usually a doubling up it's like i i usually look at the tactics like i want to try and stop what a team will i think they might be trying to do but then i want to use some others to uh yeah, uh, magnify what I do well, what my team can do well. Um, so yeah, it's just trying to strike strike that happy medium. I think. Um, I think. Yeah, I think I do a little bit of everything really there. Maybe yeah, surprises there. Yeah. Same. I mean, this week I, I mean, everyone sees me play four five one. This week I played three five two against Villa and four four two against Bayern Munich. So, yeah, yeah, and I like it's similar for me, mate. I. I tended to play i think the other week i played a 5-3-2 with uh inside forward and a target man which is just something mm. i've never done because i'm always sort of really well known for playing uh wide forwards but now now i've got that i've got that luxury now I've, I, I can do that you know I've, I've got the players to do that so it's quite it's quite nice to to be different uh last question for you guys as well though for uh this was from ben uh ue related ones uh, do you think that versatility SA has any in-game benefits? Example: Does the attack SA aid a winger going forward? What's your thoughts no. there, Daryl? Um, versatility. Yeah. So I suppose, like, yeah. So, like he says, if you've got um, if you've got a winger and he's got an attack SA, you know, and, you know, the actual a- attack SA or versatility, I suppose, like that. 
that it benefits him when he's going forward. Nah. Bendy players. No. Nah. <laughs> don't say bendy. You get him excited. <laughs> no, I don't I don't think I don't think that, no. I wouldn't think that. No. Uh no, I just I, I, I always know, just thought it was like an O C D thing, like if there's a player that I've got in midfield that plays defence as well. I don't think mm-hmm. I'd ever look at him as an attacking option, but I, th- I don't think it's because of anything other than my weirdness, you know? <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of that. Yeah. yeah. You know, just something gets in your head that it, like, he's actually a defender, even though he's not, he's, he's playing in midfield. But, you know, like, oh, he's more defensive-minded. Mm. Um, I don't think it is actually a thing. I thought it was just always me being weird. But, yeah, I don't, yeah, I, don't, I, yeah. don't th- I don't think it's, yeah, I don't think it's the thing. No. No, I don't. I don't. I don't know. I've never really thought about it. Really, I don't. Do you know, I, I think we sort of mentioned this uh, in season one when Faddy was hosting it. I fucking hate it. I hate players with like attack essays, and I, I can't wait to try and sign like a really good free roll so that I could take a attack off of um, my gold karma inside forward playmaker free roll. I just want to make him an inside forward permanently. But I, I can't stand yeah. it. I, I don't. I don't like. It. I always find for me they just never play as well as someone who's you know just out and out in one position i used to think that but i disagree now um yeah it's probably I used, wrong I, used, I think yeah. for me it's more like like daryl said it's like an ocd thing it's become one of these things like in my past they've not it's, performed well so i'm no, just like but i'm probably agree. a better manager these days so i could probably yeah. make it work but i just yeah i just don't like it i agree to a point because you can you know because because that ultimately is using up one one slot for an essay, so you can make the player better in that position. That's a fact. Because instead of like save your free roll, if he's got flair, that that attack essay is rude in the fact that you could put GSI on him as well to have him in the box, especially if he's got really good shooting or really good heading. Um, but with with the attack essay, I I, I disagree with your man's point, whoever he is. Uh, because I think the only way that would work is if he was to actually change him from a winger to a wide forward during the game. So, like, say, like what, what Mikey does with Bayern Munich, he, he has Foden, who's got versatility, attacking versatility, so he has to be free roll, and then, like, say, you know, three quarters of the game, he puts him inside forward. So, so that, that'll be a benefit to it, but it, mm. just because they've got the attacker, say, it doesn't mean that they're more attacking during the game or anything like that. That's... That's that's no, yeah. That's, that's that's a good shout because my gold karma player. I I when I've done a four three three with him in the middle on on the odd occasion, it, I've I've then sort of like with twenty minutes to go, if I'm winning, I drop him to a free roll. Yeah. To shore up the midfield, make it a four four two, or I just sub him off and bring on a sweeper if I really want to go defensive. So yeah, yeah. it's, it's yeah. have options. What's your thoughts on it, Carlos? Massive, massive fan of the. Um half of Exeter's team have got either mid or defence or attack on them um, only thing I don't like is I've seen sweepers who've got like flair and they're also a winger and then people play them at sweeper and you see them they try to do a back heel in the box um, to their keeper and things like that but overall I think it's a really good thing um, I've just sold my right back this week because my right mid has got um Defence on him, it makes him a 39 PV right back, and he's got 10 speed. So, yeah, I know what people are saying that you're missing off an SA, but at the same time, it gives you that luxury of having a smaller squad. Yeah, true. Um, true. I mean, 
I'd put a thousand points on uh, Kambola to make him a midfielder, um, mm. as well as a defender. And it's you know he's he's absolutely class in both areas. Mm. He's got. I think another one like that. Who who is it? Someone's. Oh, who is it? Someone's got Rodri. And he's. Um, uh, and oh, I think it's Mallorca. Yeah, and he is like exceptional. He plays brilliant at yeah. sweeper, brilliant at playmaker everywhere. So yeah, yeah, I suppose it is. It is really beneficial. Yeah. All right. Well, with that, we're going to uh, head to Daryl for uh, the Dave's Hammond transfer roundup, and then we'll go yes. to some questions. All right. Uh, yep. So again, apologies. It's a little lacking this week. Dave's got some stuff going on, so his time is a little limited. But he did give us something again. Hope you're all well, Dave. Um, but yeah, thanks for still doing it. Uh, so massive money spent this week in the form Cone added to his impressive squad by landing Meza from Exeter. Thanks, Carlos. That's it. You're getting relegated, you shithouse. Um, in a massive £110 million deal, Meza is 2,438 right back with determination and teamwork. The deals, sales, Steve... What? Steve spent £120 million in UE points. What? The deal saves Steve spending £120 million UE points, so he's delighted with the capture. Uh, the cash will be spent on UE points, Mind as a hundred mil will be invested in upping one of Exeter's players in aggression. Uh, not one for many deals, but Rems manager Sam Athey did as many deals this week, and he's done it's done in the past two seasons. Great, that's great. Mm. Just my league getting better and better in it. Uh, first of all, he landed Palmasson from Mainz, twenty-year-old, hundred three thirty-seven centre back with height, determination, and pot, who looks like he has outstanding potential and already has an eighty-seven percent AR this season. Uh, the deal sees Mainz landing Rakovic, the 105-38, 26-year-old goalkeeper who has pre and pot. Pinjo also landed in Reims this week, 2605, 40 PV sweeper, free roll, composure and pot. Arrives from Lyon in a swap that costs 39 mil. And Casilli, 2604, 38 playmaker who has composure, free kicks and pot. Reims had a great win in the Champions League this week, but had a troublesome start to the league campaign. Hence the manager's desire to try and spice things up. It's always nice to find decent scouted find. Ben Bagshaw's Real Madrid did that this week when finding and paying just over 90 million for Moriella's Lozano. 27,338 left forward with Flair and Pro. Previously been sold by Bohemians for catch. And Fiorentina um, also picked up uh, Gavi, 38,99 free roll for 77 million, who is 18 years old with composure as well. Yeah, we beat Nathan Owen to that. Yeah, we did that. Uh, the biggest mover this week <laughs> has to be the class act. That is, we actually paid seventy-seven million seven hundred thousand seven seventy-seven thousand. We just put all the sevens. All the and sevens. We won it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, Odegaard, who has left Stone Gratz in a big deal involving Lazio. Odegaard is twenty-three hundred and six thirty-nine playmaker with composure, flair, and pot, and has already been the subject of some major bids this week. None of which have been accepted at the time of writing this. Yes, yeah, Steve really wanted him. It was going to take something special to get him off. Um, in a brave move, Graz landed the player they've wanted for some time and a cracking centre-back to boots. Neves was the tempter, and he really was, because I want to move to centre-mid. Uh, 26, 106, 38 playmaker centre-mid with free kicks, teamwork and pot. And he was joined by Traore, 30, year, uh, 30 years old, 106, 38 centre-back and right-back with reliability, determination, and longevity. A cracking deal, and one orchestrated by the podcast yet again. It was indeed. Uh, we, <laughs> we spoke, Strikes again. 
We spoke to Sturmgratz player assistant manager, Nedamanua, who told us, well, that's me fucked for ever getting a game again. Thanks, Box. <laughs> <laughs> Anua is my break glass go-to guy. Do not fear, Mr. Ned. Uh, but yeah, big deal. Because uh, I wanted to move to center mid. And when I heard that he was listening to about Neves, I just, I had to do something. Because um, Neves can actually play it all. I think Neves will. And I needed to get better at center back, like a partner for Gray, a fast partner for Gray that I can rely on, you know? Because I just, I've never had it. Like I've worked with this Jepson kid, but he's just, you know, it's just never made it. And the six visions always bugged me a little bit. So, yeah, yeah. Tra- tra- now both my centre-backs are 10-star judgment. And I don't think I can go too wrong with that, you know. And add Ruben Neves in as well. I just, yeah, I don't feel like I've I've lost out too bad, you know. Don't get me wrong, Odegaard's cracking player and been immense for me. But it just felt like with what I want to do, felt like a good deal. So, yeah. Fair play. All right, well, let's jump to the questions from the uh, Discord, uh, <laughs> the podcast section on Discord. Oh, Christ, this looks wonderful. It's gone alive. Um, They're alive today. Yeah, it has. It, it lit up as soon as, yeah. Right, well, the first one comes from Andy, Andy at Transponsible. He asks, a uh, question for the lads. Michelle McManus, Gail <coughs> Platt, and Judy Finnegan. You have to marry tra- marry one, travel the world with one, and shag the other one. Discuss. I, I think there's no better person to start with than Daryl here. Um, I think we have to go to the expert here. <laughs> so, probably, Michelle McManus. I've got. I'm going. Mar- marry I'm Judy Googling Finnegan this. because you could just fuck her off at home. It doesn't matter who you marry in it. They just yeah. stay indoors. Uh, travel the world with Michelle McManus, and I'd fucking ruin the shit out of Gal Platt. She'd be smiling by the time I finish with her. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my lord! I've just googled uh, Michelle McManus. Yeah, oh why dear. Did you to yourself. <laughs> you might as well just Google Blue Waffle. Do you know what I mean? Just Google Blue Waffle and be done with it. Can I can, right. can I just, can I have like like someone blind me first and then I'll go with the, the same order Daryl did. <laughs> I, I think I'm gonna go the same order as Daryl, but I might drown them all in the pond first. <laughs> Check to see if they got I, any sure, sisters or daughters or anything. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Uh, and Amir, you're usually uh, uh, yeah, a bit of a delinquent as well. I'd probably uh, travel the world with Judy Finnegan. Uh, she can fucking wash, wash my clothes while I'm away. Uh, <laughs> I think McManus, sitting next to McManus on a fucking plane. Oh, God, that'd be painful. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'd probably shag girl Platt because I'd love to get on the end of them saggy little titties. And... Uh, <laughs> Fucking hell, Mary! Oh, I fucked it here. Mary, Michelle, Maris. There's always there's there's one that's just gonna just end up bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, bollocks there. Yeah, I'll try. I'll travel the world with Michelle McManus. I'd uh, I'd shag Judy Finnegan because she's a bit of a grilf. And uh, <laughs> I'm Mary Gail like, Platt. Didn't she flop her tits out on this morning once? Or like her top yeah. come undone in it and they just I fell top out. Come on, it? Yeah. Fucking huge, breast, huge Bristol's, weren't they? Yeah, definitely. Good singing voice. 
like yeah, proper, okay. proper, proper thick, pillowy, doughy ones. Like, like they would actually like proper break your yeah. cheekbones when they they're, slap they're, them. Their breasts that they're, she never goes running. You ain't running in them. <laughs> you want to see it though? Uh, Grant had a random story. Grant, Grant uh, joined joined the uh, Daryl Society here with a random story saying he he was once uh, he had a work thing once where Michelle McManus was singing. After she was doing the rounds with autograph, you know, doing autographs and photos, and she came up to him and another boy and said, "Would you boys want a picture?" And they looked at each other and said, "No, nah, you're right." And apparently, she was not happy with that. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think with Daryl, that would have gone a lot worse though for her. Um, I bet Grant would have took a picture of Jane. I wouldn't. Have. I'd have asked her to sign my penis. <laughs> Surely, <laughs> <laughs> you'd be able to get the initials, wouldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Andy Proctor's put uh, Do you think Ben should manage the unmanaged teams each week in UE, basically making it a tougher match by making sure the best 11 players are picked and tactics are selected as unmanaged teams always oh, seem to struggle and lose? How busy uh, do you really think Ben is? Yeah. Can I, can I answer that one? I, th- I think you would actually have a mental breakdown. But, uh... God, Drake. I'll answer that one. The reason that um, Ben doesn't do it is so Proctor can win a game. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> you sit out. Oh, that's very nice of no, you. No, I, I, I don't uh, think, even if he could do that, no, I, I don't. don't think he should do that. Well, ben has a life. Uh, Fozzy asks... Um, do you, do you think game one, two, two should be a multi-team management game in in the first season or even at all? Maybe after so the should, first should season. It be, should, it be, should there be multi-team management in the first, uh, yeah, straight off the bat or should, should there be none at all? I think you've either got to commit I, to I, doing it straight away or not do it at all. So you've got one or the other. If you're going to allow it, allow it straight away and just everyone knows mm. what they're getting into. Uh, or you just do a game that it doesn't happen. I don't think. I think season I think three, season four. I think he's got a, with this next one. I, it's, I don't think. I think Ben said he didn't. He say on the podcast um, at Christmas Daryl that he wants, like, he doesn't want uh, this format of the game to be like the format. So this is just gonna, there are going to be periodic HFGs. So I think the next one's obviously going to be an EFG or something new, something like that. So I, I think he'll probably go with multi-team management off from the, off straight off the bat, isn't he? Because EFGs are always multi-team management. I think. Yeah. So, uh, Lewis, he asks, as Amir as Amir is the champions of the Vanarum Premiership, let's have a serious discussion on the strength of the league, which is the st- strongest uh, top division. <laughs> Through to the weakest, you absolute <laughs> fucking wanker. We are not doing that because me and Amir will literally just be going at it all night. Um, you wish you slot. You <laughs> love it, you dirty little whore. <laughs> Missile, oh fuck's sake. Missile asks, Terry, this one is for you. What does it feel like to lose to Nottingham Forest in a Tottenham kit? <laughs> probably, it probably feels about just as good as your seasonal position every year in UE. <laughs> uh, uh, Lewis, <laughs> Lewis, I, Joe, I never picked on him, uh, Miss Alpha being shit in this exactly. game until we did he's that. Try, he tried to stop me. <laughs> it's me that you should be picking on, Miss Alpha. It's me. Yeah. 
I like only... you, Miss. I, I, I offered to let you sing a Christmas carol song Terry, that, uh, on the Terry Christmas podcast. Terry tries to pitch for you to Rick. come on the podcast every week. <laughs> and sing. <laughs> and he says no. And Daryl says no every week. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, anyone else? Yeah, Maxie can come on. Yeah, yeah. Jay can come on. He's like, what about Miss Al? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Lewis asks Maxie and... Um, oh, no. This is, so this is for more Amir's... Amir will be biased today, but Terry, you need to. Oh no, sorry, that's a different sort of thing. Uh, question: Mikey Duncan asks a question for Amir. How many tatties, if any, fell off your plate? Two, one in your fucking cup final. That's how many tatties you need to know about, Mikey. Two, one in your cup final, my son. Get on that. Uh, uh, Lewis asked if, if we can get Maxi on Daryl if we can get Maxi on will this be the start of the resurrection of the Welsh UE managers WhatsApp group not with me in it so, <laughs> they, can, they can go and do what they please not for me sorry boyos sorry boyos sorry boyos sorry, uh, one for Car- one, one for Carlos and all of us now this is more of a Carlos one I, I've just been messaged oh, fuck off uh, your top three favourite celebrities to push over you absolute pricks. <laughs> it wasn't. I, is this I, still I, going I, on? It's not even from Carlos, but I know no, this is. Nothing to, do, nothing to do with this this week, Terry. Sorry. Yeah, but this, 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 is, this is your influence, you are. Come on now, boy. Top three boy, celebrities to push over. Uh, ooh. Dermot O'Leary, because I fucking hate Dermot O'Leary. Oh, yeah, you hate him, yeah. Oh, I hate him. I hate him. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, with a passion. Um, I'd like I'd like to push Boris Johnson down an escalator. I think that would be really funny, though. Well, then, then you don't kids. know why. Yeah, but yeah, after, yeah, uh, Boris Johnson, then my boys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, celebrities, though, Boris. So yeah, Boris Johnson would be one. Does Tony Watt? I think that'd be funny because I just don't like him. Who's that? Like Tony Who's that? Watt, the old Celtic striker. Can he count? I don't know. He scored on one of the guys by last and he was shit at Charlton and I really fucking hate him. Martin even tried, <laughs> tried to defend him when I was telling Martin how much I hate him. He was like, but he held the ball for the last 10 minutes against Nottingham Forest. I'm like, he's a striker. Like, do you know what I mean? I don't care if he can hold it in the corner flag for 10 minutes. No, I can't stand him. I even have to go on the list. And who's that Who's that nonce that always sings? Um, Ollie Merz. Carlos. Push him oh. over as well. <laughs> <laughs> Oli Murs annoys me because all these songs are catchy. You hum his songs for fucking hours, but they're shit. But they get stuck in your head, don't they? It's one of them, like shooty shit songs, but you're humming it all day and you're like, nah. So yeah, push him as well. Oli Murs can go. I think mine would be Boris Johnson. Who's oh Nicholas Cage, he's fucking shit and everything. Uh how dare you try and think. Wicker Man is He's amazing. He's fucking crap. <laughs> oh, mate. I wish they fucking burnt a minute. Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, and a singer. Oh, I don't know. That's a tough one. That's a tough one. Someone to push over. I'd like to see you try me. Pro- probably. <laughs> push over me. I just, I don't even think I can manage it. And I'm good at tripping people up. <laughs> I don't. I don't think I, I think I've fractured my ankles. <laughs> <laughs> God, Carlos, this is obviously uh, your your what you've your your beast that you've created. Sorry about that, Terry. Uh, probably push Donald Trump over. Sol Campbell, just so Nathan cries, because obviously we know Nathan loves Sol Campbell. Yeah. Um, and then 
probably probably good at Ollie Murs as well. He's just got that irritating fucking it squeak, isn't he? It's just annoying. Yes, yeah. But his songs yeah. are so catchy, Daryl. I have to agree with you. See what I mean? And but you don't like them, but you hum the fuck no. all day, don't you? Like, and you're yeah. like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> oh, I know my uh, my third one would be Harry Hill, the comedian. The, the I'm going to say in air comms, the comedian. No. Fucking bald prick! You've you've held that hatred for a long time. Oh it? yeah, I, I was just thinking about what fucking hate him. <laughs> Every time I see him on TV, it's like fuck off, <laughs> Amir. <laughs> um, oh, oh, celebrity wise, um, not too much up, not not too clean up. Public affairs or anything like that. <laughs> um, <laughs> Donald Trump, yeah, give him a give him a fucking push. Uh, Ferguson, Man United. Yeah, he's, he's fucking rolled over anyway. He's half dead now, isn't he? <laughs> uh, Does the dung count as a celebrity? <laughs> <That's not bad. laughs> nah, they uh, had their cut final. They lost 3-0 twice. Yeah, yeah, that was it. I think they're done them. Uh, Easy. Traffic. I do do. Uh, Camilla. Just because of her name's Camilla. <laughs> Oh, probably shagger. Uh, what about high fiving, high fiving ones. I'd high five Prince Andrew. He's he's uh, yeah, icon. I, I what? I'll tell you what. I'll tell you who I'd like to push. They're busy cons who go to police on Facebook and try and make a fucking right show of them. Do you know, yeah, you know the uh, busy yeah. fuckers on Facebook to get likes saying, "I will not be moved by you, Officer Double Two Nine Eight Six." Yeah, oh, no, I, I, I've yeah. got another one. Who, who's that? Joe, uh, Cor- Corbin's Corbin's brother. He does all the anti-vax shit. Yeah, yeah there you go. I, I push him off Big Ben happily. Okay. <laughs> happily. <laughs> I, I, do you know what? I, I wouldn't even try and hide it. I would wear high vis. I'd have a torch in my head so everyone can see me. That got dark pretty quick, didn't it? Cheers, Dad. Yeah. Yeah. We've got plans for the kids next weekend. Do you know what? Someone will do it tomorrow. Someone will do it tomorrow. On Sunday, I'll get a knock on the door. So, Mr. Imbleton. Oh, God. Celta Vigo managers asked for the sake of Daryl's carbon footprint, does he wash out and reuse his condoms or go bareback? Bareback. Bareback. I haven't used a fucking condom since I was 15 years old, so get fucked. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I'm probably no, yeah, yeah, the similar I... boat because I've got another one on the way. <laughs> Re- regular, regularly checked, sewn up to fuck, spray it where I go. Get bareback all the way. They still use Tesco, <laughs> they still use Tesco bags in Kazakhstan, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> mate, mate, seeing I got married and had a kid with her within the first year, they they don't use anything. They're using trapping. <laughs> well, that's, that's actually leads us to the next question for you. Uh, Natty Owens asks, um, I'm just interested in how things are going with the Milton Keynes Perlo and what is the plans with the Pennsylvanian Rocket? So Milton Keynes Perlo got fucked off on Monday. So like two days. She She's just talking too much. I'm just not interested. Um, was so, that the fun one, or was yeah, that the fun one? The fun, the one that turned into fucking Hulk and swung me around her flat when I was trying to behave. Um, and Pennsylvania <laughs> Rockets still planning to go there in the February, so yeah, should be fun. Yeah, it's all good. <laughs> Just keep doing my thing. <laughs> there's always yeah, there's always someone new in there. So, 
But yeah, Monday, uh, okay. we had a conversation Monday, and yeah, I'm not going to see her again. I've had my fun. <laughs> uh, Jamie Cook asks, can you ask me how much his agent fees are and has he made any sales yet going by the constant advertisement of a so-called super striker I'd say he needs another job yeah that, that, that super striker has been sold um, yeah. I think Jamie needs to be nice this week because you know I can either do it with Vaseline or without <laughs> <laughs> he can choose that and uh, Mark's got a question for you <laughs> he always tears. Um, and Mark asks, uh, the Antella manager, he asks for Amir, uh, what's his favourite bar in the Northern Quarter? Oh, Mark. Um, hello, Mark. Um, yeah, it, the Northern. I love the Northern. Uh, all Manchester tunes, really cool bar. Yeah, I love it. Live bands there. Yeah, decent. Northern. Glory Hall in the back. Cool, uh, I There's put Nave there. And, uh, I Manchester brought... called Bunnies. I like Bunnies. Yeah, that's the other side. That's exactly. that's the other side. That's the um, near Dean, the other side of Deansgate towards Deansgate Locks. Um, Northern Quarters, the other side near the back of the Arndale. And right. um, yeah, the Northern's really cool. I went there, took Martin there, Jay, and oh, yeah, Martin, Jay, and uh, Nath last time. Did Jay pull? <laughs> yeah, he did actually. Some absolute trailer trash. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> disgusting. You remember that one? He looked like seventy. Good. And even even looking at seventy, she had a tough paper round. Even Go if she on, said Jay. she was seventy, <laughs> fucking absolute schlag. Man's got no boundaries. I love it. Oh, she's <laughs> yeah, she like stunk of stale cum. That's how bad she was. Never been prouder. Never been prouder. <laughs> I, I hope he licked her face as well. Absolute wrong enough. He was all over kissing her hands, you know. Oh, oh darling, I'll go back to yours, darling. And then she fucked you off at the end of the night. <laughs> Walk around like she had about, she had about, about 24 kids and she didn't want another one. <laughs> oh dear um, and finishing off in the last two now uh, Steve the Lazio manager asks Carlos incest what are your thoughts <laughs> um, no I mean my uh, solicitors my solicitors told me to say no comment so I'm going to stick by that <laughs> come on Drake you can do better than that your solicitor plays the fucking banjo with my fingers don't fuck about <laughs> Like a fucking sea for total recall, isn't it? Free this is gone wrong, isn't it? It's all gone wrong. Oh dear. Oh, it's gonna get even worse now than the last one from Mikey Duncan. He says, name three things you would like to stick in Lewis. <laughs> uh, some per- some personality would be a start. Oh, <laughs> I'll tell you what. I I tell you the three ability, things. The ability, the ability to manage a fucking team in UE. That'd be first. <laughs> personality, UE ability, and I don't know some jelly babies. Uh, I'll tell, uh, tell you three things are stuck in Mikey this week. Sterling Kerstovich and four fingers. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah, I stuck three things in Jay a few times. Um, uh, yeah, I think on that we're going to probably... I'm going to go to... Uh, well, Daryl, is there any stories? 
No, no, I think we've covered I think, it all. What do you gonna use, I think you say, wasn't you, beforehand, oh, yeah, you said yeah, over. Saying, I don't know, yeah, I don't know why it made me think oh, of it. Oh, someone, someone was saying that someone had brother. to carry cum, wasn't it? He had to carry cum on a bus. Yeah, no, and he was, yeah, so I did. I've never hid from anyone except there was this one girl, and I bla- I said I was Daryl's twin, James, <laughs> to try and get out of the conversation, and she <laughs> bought it. She bought, this was a long time ago, but she bought the whole thing, and she was like, well, your brother's a bit of a prick, and I'm thinking, hold on, she's falling for this. This is great. So I tried to hit <laughs> on her again. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> just not because I wanted to talk to her, be with her. I just wanted to see if I could. I'm like, could I pull her twice as two separate people? So yeah, I tried to pull her again, but then she had to get off the tube. So yeah, that's I don't know why the conversation made me think of that. I haven't thought of that for ages. But yeah, she was she wanted to yell at me on the tube, and I said it was my twin, and she bought it. So then I tried to hit on her again on the tube. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. But on that, I think we'll we'll finish it up for wrap it up for, for this week. Um, thank you very much, Daryl, as always, and thank you to our guests Amir and Carlos. Thank you very much, guys. No worries at all. Thank you very much, and uh, we'll catch you all on Saturday. See you later.